slowly going. Hi, everyone. This is Psychic Medium Miss Sarah with the Psychic Medium School. And I'm really excited today because we have a special guest we've seen before, but she's been up to some things. So I wanted to have her on and see all the things that she's been up to. And so we're going to share that with you. So if you're watching on YouTube, uh, if you want to join the Exploring Claire group, that's on Facebook. We also uh, have the lives go directly to the Exploring Claire group. So, and I'm going to pull, pull you guys up so I can see your comments. I will too. Yeah, it's, it, you can't see them on the system that we use. So I try to pay attention and I don't know how to go back. Comments. There we go. Now it works. Okay. So, uh, Carla, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, like Sarah has said, I've been here before and I totally love being in this group. My name is Carla Myra and I I do psychic readings. I do I specialize in a couple of core ones and then also helping people connect with their own like trust. And um, and so and so to sum it up. Yeah, that's what I do. That's who I am. What I do. OK, that's awesome. So I. Uh, uh, you've, it's been a while since you've been on. We haven't had a whole lot of lives lately, but you are like a perfect example of somebody that's taken just, uh, taken, uh, psychic development and just ran with it. And so I think that's really cool. When we yeah. first talked, remember you were like, were like, oh my goodness, I'm like more in touch than I ever thought I was like, this yeah. is so exciting. You're, mm -hmm. and you're different than me. So when Carla and I were talking during a session, uh, we realized all of a sudden that, um, she is more like present based on her readings and future based. And it's really, really cool. Like, uh, so more so like when she looks at a bit, a picture, she'll, she'll see the present day. She looked at a picture of my brother. Cause I use a lot of different testing stuff or, you know, practice exercises. And she looked at a picture of him and she's like, there's a river nearby. I'm like, not really what I expected but there's <laughs> a river nearby. Yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting. So, uh, now we're talking about discovering psychic abilities today. So Carla, what was your very first uh, psychic experience? Yeah, this is a really like interesting question because I'm trying to think like, was there something that really stood out? I feel like there's people, um, you know, who they remember exactly what it was. And sometimes it's like extreme and it either scares them or whatever it was. But I can't really remember there being like one like specific psychic experience necessarily. I remember one of my most powerful like spiritual experiences was it was really random. But I remember I was like junior or sophomore in high school and I was in the dance room for my like PE class. And we were just kind of waiting to for the class to start and all of that. And then suddenly... It's really weird. It's like it's actually like really weird. And I'm curious if anyone else has experienced something like this. But I suddenly just felt like this really strong sense of like like unconditional love. And I feel like I saw like pink and white, like just colors around me. And it was so strong that I remember my, one of my thoughts was like, oh, can I can let me see if I can like hate, I don't know, like hate someone because that love was so intense, it really caught me off guard. And I had a very, like, challenging time in high school. Like, it was not not a fun time. So I had people that I was like, oh, they're not really nice to me. Let me see. If, let me see what emotions come up. But for the longest time, like, I, and even still, I'm not really someone who I would say I hate anyone or anything necessarily. But I just remember feeling, like, such an immense sense of love that I remember thinking, like, hate isn't even possible. And I remember thinking, is this what Jesus Christ and God feel like towards their people? Like, this immense sense of love. So it's not spirit, like psychic experience, exactly like a premonition or anything like that. But that was my first really big, um, like spiritual kind of like energy, I guess, experience, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, what's funny is uh, you don't have kids yet. Mm. But that is the exact same feeling that like what you're describing. I mean, besides the colors and everything, the feeling that you have when you have kids is I remember being real scared and thinking, um, am I going to mess this up? Like, there's no guidebook for this. And if there was, even if they, you can find a guidebook, I'm 
guessing it's not going to cover everything, right? So I remember thinking when I had her that she was so cute. And she looked like a little dolly. She was a little smaller, five pounds, 13 ounces. And she had little uh, China. She looked like a little China doll. Like, you know, when you get the little China dolls. Mm -hmm. um, so, and so uh, I wonder, oh. yep, we still got your audio. Uh, so it was really funny because I remember get, uh, being pregnant. So Karma is my daughter's name. I remember being pregnant uh, with Uriah. I might have to remove you and put you back in there. Um, okay. If you it might have been your camera that stopped, but we'll let you get. I'll tell that story and then we'll let you get that figured out. Yeah, I'm gonna back out and get back in, or click the settings and uh, open your camera back up. Yeah, I have a camera I can connect to, so <laughs> let's... Well, so, so I remember my daughter's name's Karma, and she's 15 now. She's going to be 16. I feel really oh. old. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. I feel like I'm that old. So I had uh, Karma, and I remember thinking, I can't love another child like I can love, or like I love her. I don't think I can do that. I don't know if that's or like I'm capable of that. Is a person capable of that? And so I had him, and it was really funny because... Oh, I love, they always ask, who's my favorite? Well, I love them both for very different reasons. Like, mm. he's so much like me, a lot like me. Uh, but he is like uh, the one that needs protected more uh, from mm. the rest of the world. He's a little more sensitive in certain ways. So, yeah. Uh, Jeanette says, I feel the energy in the locker room in high school and in middle school. I felt the energy. Yeah. That's really cool that you guys experienced that at that age. And I think that that whole idea of spirituality and you experiencing it more like, a, did you actually see the colors like visually or did you, uh, was it like third eye? Um, That's a good question. And I'm trying to remember. I just remember feeling like, oh, I don't even know. I just, it just felt sort of like I was in the room. But yeah. like, like I could mostly see the color, like the light color around me. It was really interesting. So I, I don't remember which one of it was one more than the other, but I'm going to say maybe more. I don't know. I kind of feel like it was a mix of both, honestly. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to ask a question that I didn't list on here because somebody had brought it up uh yesterday i think somebody asked me they were like during a development course they were like do you think people can shut it off so mm. i want to know your opinion and then i'm going to share something with you guys that happened recently okay cool so do you think people so, can actually shut it off all together shut off your psychic abilities <sighs> okay the way that i would answer this is i firmly believe that energy is our first language that you know, just naturally. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. For either humans, animals, whatever, just like, you know, energy, the universe. But it's really like, how do I word this? I think you can become more desensitized to it or you kind of block it out. And also, if you're letting the stress of life, concerns, worries really affect you I've noticed that there can be disconnection when you're just so engrossed you're in like the thick of struggles of like your human struggles and things like that and what's really interesting is I actually did a spirit guide reading for someone recently and they felt really disconnected to their spirit guides to their abilities and when I did the reading, I picked up on a lot of stuff that they really resonated with, especially because this felt like their grandma was coming through, like the color, just a bunch of details. And it made her realize that, yeah, I've been noticing all of that, but she'd been dismissing it. And because she was dismissing it, she's, she was going through, you know, her own, her own struggles and that caused her to dismiss it. And so it made her think that she wasn't connected, but she still was very much connected. It's just so easy when we are in, you know, in the thick of our human life with the ups and downs to just think that we're no longer connected. Does that make sense? I, so here's my experience. <clears throat> so I was just telling uh, one of my development clients this morning what had happened because I wanted to share because that was something that I had thought about a lot. Mm -hmm. she kind of had that experience where she feels like she somehow shut it off 
which I thought was really interesting because I think, uh, well, and her situation is a little bit different, but um, so it is quite a possibility that she did in a way shut it off because she's mm -hmm. kind of shutting it down. But um, that's story for another time. Anyway, so uh, I haven't been doing readings. Uh, and basically, like, if we have an entire list, Carla does readings uh, and she does spirit guide readings like I did. And uh, you, you do past life too, don't you? Past life, yes. Okay, so she basically does a lot of the readings that I did before. And I haven't been doing readings. So, and you know that because I kind of like, sometimes I go back and forth, like, should I do them? Or like, I feel drawn to helping other people. And so I know that I can help more people by like have, helping you guys, you know, or you mm -hmm. specifically. And I think that, um, so I, so I shut it down, like not shut it down per se, but so I basically haven't been doing, um, like mediumship readings like I normally would. Cause I do them. I would do them a lot. That was probably primarily in the last, uh, I would say six months, the readings that I did. So anyway, this morning, well, I'll start with last night. Last night I went to the grocery store. We have, uh, like, Everybody knows. I, you guys, I don't know if you know what a high V is. You guys, we have different grocery stores in different areas. Anyway, we have a high V, and I was walking down the aisle, and I was grabbing things to make for supper, and I, the there was a person clear down the aisle on one direction, and then there was a kid. Um, there's a kid uh, that I seen after this happened, but like I started walking toward the cash registers, like toward the front of the store. And all of a sudden, like right here, I heard something like it was clear, but the words weren't clear. Like it mm -hmm. happened so quickly that I was like, what in the world was that? Mm -hmm. And I kind of looked behind me and I, then I see this kid running from the other aisle into that aisle, but her voice was different and she wasn't close enough for that to be her. And I'm like, so I very, I don't experience external clairaudience as often. So I thought that was interesting. Well, then this morning, um, so my, I have a two-story house and my bedroom is up on the second floor. So my family knows if they come in through the door, like if it's unlocked and they knock, most of the time I can't hear them because we have like a entryway that shut, that's closed. Mm -hmm. And so when they knock, uh, like my dad, if he comes over and I don't answer, he'll just stand in that entryway, open the door and shout my name. And so earlier I wasn't supposed to wake up for another like half an hour, I don't think. And I remember hearing my name really like, like it was my dad. It almost sounded like my dad in the entryway. And I was like, I wonder, I wonder what dad's doing here. So I, we have a, the window of our bedroom, actually, we can see the driveway so we can see if somebody's there. Um, and so I looked out the window and no one's there. And I looked at my phone and I'm like, well, he hasn't called. So that's really strange. Um, but yeah, I heard my name just very, very clear. And so this has been happening a lot since I stopped doing mediumship readings. And I think it's interesting, interesting. because I like I, I've told you before that this is my space when I'm doing readings. This is where I am. And I set that boundary that this is where I get the messages. And I try to be very, very clear about that because I don't want to be out having tons of weird experiences and not being able to control them. Mm -hmm. So I set those boundaries. But then now it's been happening because I'm not taking that time. Like I say, I'm, you know, like I'm like I'm telling mm -hmm. this is my boundary. I'm not taking that time. So it's almost like it's kind of going a little bit awry because that boundary that I said, this is where I do readings, then I'm not mm -hmm. doing them. Then they almost like are like, wait a second, you still have to listen to me. Like you still have to listen. So I thought that was interesting. I was just like, oh boy, I might have, to do, a, <laughs> might have yeah. to do a reading or two for my, you know, like some of them, yeah. I'm going to have to do it at some point. I honestly kind of love that though, in a way, like, yes, totally, you know, setting boundaries. I think that's super important. And, but it's also kind of cool because it's like you become, it's like spirit knows that you're able to assist with this. And they're like, right. Hello. Hello. Excuse me, lady, what are you doing with your time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I thought about, it. and I might just do something for myself. I'm thinking mm. because I haven't connected and just openly connecting isn't something I've done very often, you know, just to see who you get. Um, so I think that's kind of interesting. So I'm going to try it and we'll see how that works out. Yeah, but um, so, 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'll have to share it. But I heard my name this morning and I'm like, what's dad doing here? And then I <laughs> thought maybe they just wanted me up early for some particular reason. Mm. So yeah. you never know. Sometimes I'll figure it out, I'm sure. Something I did during that 30 minutes of being up. Uh, so <laughs> now, what is the most important piece of advice that you'd give someone that's just beginning to learn about their abilities? Oh, okay. So I would say to like really jump in and just trust yourself and, and do exercises, do practice once like with people, just like get that feedback because like Sarah mentioned earlier, that is one of the things that really helped me just grow and like put my putting myself out there. And I I basically, you can't, first of all, you won't know if you are right or wrong until you actually say things and you hear the feedback from people. And you can literally do all the meditation you want, all the exercises you want, you know, feel into the energy, but you won't get actual feedback to hear if people are resonating or not until you do those sessions with people. And so I highly recommend like, diving into that not being afraid don't like don't think you have to wait a year or six months before you can start doing practice sessions if you literally just feel like okay you know i do also though recommend like making sure that you know like the basics of what feels good to you mm-hmm. energetically like we talked about the boundaries setting that getting familiar with your own energy, I think is super important because you have to learn to differentiate between what are your own thoughts? What is your own energy? Are you putting any prejudices, you know, coming in with biases into a situation and being able to tell when your energy is coming into the picture, moving that aside and connect with the energy of the actual situation. And that, that does take (laughs) some, it takes awareness, first of all, awareness and being able to know how, how to and when to put that aside. Um, but with that being said, you're also going to get better the more you do the practice sessions and you notice and you're, you know, maybe you said something because your own like judgments are coming into the picture and then the person's like, no, that's actually way off to what's really happening. Then you can reflect back on those types of situations. So I would say, Best advice is to jump in. You're only going to get better. And if people know that you're like new, that you're testing your own abilities, then I've never met anyone who's been like mean or, you know, said anything weird. Um, I've actually, I really enjoy, I give a lot of thanks to people who were willing and excited to get a practice session with me. Uh, They really are like, they're like the what's the word the secret mvps of our growth and our abilities to continue to show up i agree it's like and what's the worst that could happen really you know like they're not going to scold you (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah so okay so the next question i have is you do psychic readings so what would you say is your strongest psychic ability so two that work really well together. Um, I would say my claircognizance, which is the psychic knowing, as well as clairvoyance, which is seeing. And I love that these work together because oftentimes I'll like see something and I'm not really sure like what I'm seeing. And it isn't until I start talking things out that like my claircognizance can also come in or like it will come in before. And if had I just seen it, I would have been like, what the hell is happening? Like, I have no idea what this means type of thing. Um, so I like there's this example that I love to share and hopefully it helps people really understand, understand what I'm sharing. Uh, so I remember I did this reading once and the lady I was doing the reading for was going through something or some change, something like that. And I remember her asking, is there anything I should be cautious of that I should be concerned or worry about? And so I tuned in and what I saw, imagine like um, 
an oval pendant and it's like dark green and it was just like really like bumpy looking and it just looked ugly and I look at this ugly green pendant and then I also saw like um like a goat type of thing but kind of like a weird creepy goat and had I just told her I see a goat and an ugly pendant I would not have answered her question she would have been very confused <laughs> you know like what is happening Listen, listen, I just saw a goat and ugly pendant. I don't know what kind of problems you have. No, I'm joking. Totally joking. <laughs> totally joking. I don't know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so I so I took a moment to like tune in. And I don't remember if I told her what I saw first or until after I like was tuning in with my letting my cognizance do the work. But then I just suddenly really got this impression that there was a female out that they she knew that was really jealous she was someone who would basically create drama and she was someone who was not like she had to like be careful about this person so I told her basically what I just shared and that completely made sense to her a lot and then as I was reflecting back and I think even in the reading I mentioned yeah that makes actually a lot of sense because the goat that I saw reminded me a lot of like you know how the devil can be associated with like goats or like horned things? Yeah. And so it made sense that this person was bringing so much bad energy and the green, um, like we can analyze it deeper. And that's something I do encourage, by the way, if you guys are clairvoyant, like write down what you see and like your associations to it. Um, yep. really but like good. the jealousy and like, uh, you know, the color green can be associated with jealousy and then um, also like green and like the heart chakra and like they're just being like all of that. And so it all just sort of like clicked after a, a moment. And so I love that my clairvoyance and my claircognizance can like partner up in these types of situations to provide answers that make sense for yeah. people. So I think that's interesting. So yeah, yeah. like well, and the uh, the green pendant, that's funny because it's something that you'd be like, okay, does she have one? Like, what does this mean? I don't know yeah. where to go with this. But, yeah, you know, that's true. one of the things that we do, we've done in the mediumship circle is actually, uh, like, we took a list of, I took created a list of symbols, like a rose, a flower, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the sun, that type of thing. And mm -hmm. each person wrote down what they related to that specific symbol. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting because you and I will relate it different. We're related to different things. And it basically is just what it means to you and trusting what it means to you. Like the green with jealousy and other people might look at it a little bit different. They might have a little bit of a different um, like interpretation of it, which I think is interesting. But you know what your interpretation is meant to, or what your symbol is meant to um, tell you. Yes. <laughs> And with that, though, like, I love that you mentioned that exercise, because that is also something like really great for those of you who want to continue to expand, because I also like, um, so let's say you do take a rose, and you know, a rose can be associated for like love, romance. Um, but and then if you just focus on the flower aspect, that's like anniversary celebrations, like funeral, like you can really break it down red, you know, is it passion, whatever it may be, like you can and then someone could look at the thorns, think about the thorn, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you could go so deep. And one of the great things about those exercises is that it helps you give you clarity as to, okay, what all are you relating it to? Mm -hmm. But then when you're in the reading, if you see a rose, it's not like all those meanings are going to resonate for that specific question or person or answer. Like, let's say you have five different things you associated the rose with, something could, when you're in the reading, one of those specifically can pop to mind. And so it's really great to, I really, really love and highly recommend that exercise for sure. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I should videotape it or something. I think I actually do have it videotaped somewhere, but I'm not exactly sure where. So <laughs> I, I got the list printed out though. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's very true. And you also have to, when I think about that, I also think about, it being very literal, like it's mm -hmm. your, it's your, it's up to you and you trusting your intuition to figure out if it's a literal symbol or not a literal, you know, or it's just a symbol. 
Um, So I seen a Bible with writing in it and it was a literal thing. Like I just knew that she had wrote in it Mm because it was almost like she was showing me she wrote, I wrote this and they have it. And I just, I'm glad that they kept it basically. But yeah. yeah. So, and your experience with it. Well, and I, I, I get exactly because it's funny how we, uh, we make a good combination when we talk because you and I have, (laughs) different experiences and it just makes it so like then people can relate you know oh for sure yeah okay so um what advice would you give someone that has uh claircognizant and clairvoyant abilities and you kind of went into that practicing yeah for sure so practicing putting yourself out there ask people there are so many people willing to be a sitter for you like so many people want readings (laughs) there you will not find a shortage of them um so, so yes, practice, make sure that you do exercises like associating association, like the word association, visual slash word, but image basically, I don't know what you call it, but, um, and then like I mentioned earlier, really being able to differentiate like your own energy, because even though I may get images, so here's something else that happens. Like when I'm doing a reading, I'll close my eyes and this is really good for those of you who have like a really wild imagination and you are just like, I, have, I, you know, am I seeing something that I'm making up or is it really something because I have a really crazy wild imagination and that was one of my concerns like damn, how do I know this is really a message and not just my brain like coming up with a video. <laughs> Thing, that should be you know? on the checklist for every clairvoyant person because I've heard that from so many clairvoyant mm-hmm. people that it's really funny that you have a wild imagination and you have to stop and be like, okay, my imagination or not my imagination? Like, yeah. I think yeah. that's interesting. I it think is. that is on the checklist. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So, one of my tips that I would recommend for those of you who um have clairvoyants have like wild imagination also i would think that if you have a wild imagination clairvoyance might be one of your strengths like stronger ones so you guys might want to like look into that because you already have such a great like visual aspect um or accessibility i guess so what i do what i noticed is that oftentimes if it is my imagination i kind of see the images just hopping back and forth or going everywhere and when it actually is a message from someone's spirit guide or in a past life, or I recently also started getting into the mediumship is it just stays in focus for me. It doesn't waver. It's there. And that's how I know to trust what I'm seeing. If it's like here and then here, and then suddenly it goes back to something else. I'm just like, mm, no. And I wait, I will literally wait if I have to until something comes and it centers itself. And that's what I go with. Mine comes completely different. My, oh. but, but it's my secondary, right? It's not uh, like I didn't even know that I was that I had clairvoyance or was experiencing clairvoyance. And not, oh. So after I was doing a lot of mediumship readings and like I will see flashes of images on uh, the left side of my body right hmm. internally up, you know, up this area. And it's really weird because um it's just like a you know like an old projector where it just flashes it's like that and it flashes and then it's gone but it's always in the same area so i know if that if it was somewhere else or that type of thing i would know the spirit when i see spirits um that's exactly where they're at too same and it's always during the mediumship readings i don't get clairvoyant um i don't have clairvoyant experiences very often at all just doing readings another reading see this is why it's so good that we're that we're so different in this regard because i've also heard people who when they see things that haven't happened in the past they'll see it on the left side and if it's like the future they'll see it on the right side or also if it's the past they'll see it in black and white and if it's like yet to happen or present they'll see it in color which i think is really really cool and that would make things so much easier for you like to be like oh this already happened um one other thing that started happening when I started doing like mediumship when I was like in mediumship readings is that I began to notice that like in I would feel the energy of the image that wanted to pop in or if I wanted to gain more focus or clarity 
I would either see it, okay, uh, maybe more towards my left or my middle left, middle or right. And so literally um, I'll be in like the sessions and I'll just like close my eyes and like physically move my body. And wherever like I'm sensing the image, that's where I go. And then I stay there and then the image plays out, whatever it needs. Then if there's something else grabbing my attention to the right, I will literally turn my body. My eyes are still closed. And then I, it's like the, it's like each scene or each type of whatever wants to show up has its own location. And so I tell people, you might see me swiveling and it's just like me connecting with the image. And I think it's so interesting that it literally, I only really noticed it with mediumship. So I don't, I don't think I've really noticed that with like past life or spirit guide readings. So I thought that was really interesting. That's kind of like a newer discovery. Yeah, that's interesting because yeah, I always have it in the same exact spot. And I didn't at first I was like, uh, because I'd never experienced anything like that before. And when I was doing a reading, I was like, okay, is this, is this what I think it is? And I, I kind of just absorbed what I'd experienced and I shared it and it was accurate. And I thought, okay, so that has to be what it is. And so then after experiencing it more and more and more, I realized that's how I was getting the information, which was really cool. And with me, it could be, I experience it more literal than, uh, than as a symbol. Just, I, I would say like, there are probably points that I would say that it probably was a symbol instead, like a car, a car, a very specific car. And I thought it was actually, um, part of, you know, somebody had the car or something like that, but it really could have been a symbol. It could have been a symbol of travel. It could have been a symbol of freedom because it was a red car, like a drop top. So I thought that was interesting. So that's so I'm I'm glad you bring that up though, because yes, you know, you could be thinking, yeah, is it going to be a symbol or not? And sometimes you just won't know until you ask the person, like I've been in readings where I'm like, okay, I'm seeing this. So either they, this was it, or I'm getting that this could also represent, it could also represent the energy of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So it, you know, because you, if you're seeing something, that's how you're interpreting the energy, but it's now just how you're communicating it. That is, I think one of the biggest things that takes like, how do I want to word it? Basically, when spirit gives you information, we do our best, uh, psychics, mediums, etc., to interpret that. And then we interpret it to the best of our abilities with the language that we have. So the person may not resonate with what we're saying, but maybe the image and the energy is still right. Yeah. We just aren't wording it in the way that the person like resonates. So it's like, going back to the tips it's also like being what's the word compassionate with yourself and knowing that it is it's a it's a learning curve and again the best way you are going to learn is just try it out like let them know is this seen an apple is it lit do they love apples or you know what else could be coming up with the apple yeah i i've had people uh somebody said well i want to win the lottery okay listen i'm not kicked out of vegas i don't claim to be uh, Sylvia Brown. Uh, so I remember that back in the day when uh, she had got, they said she got kicked out of Vegas and that. And I think it's funny because I think what people don't realize is that there's always this balance of energy. And if that was, that isn't given to us because that's taking too much. Like that, mm-hmm. that's just instantly given. You didn't, uh, do anything for like it's just not ability like the the lottery numbers thing is funny or the winning you know winning lottery it's funny I would, people eh. always ask yeah and uh should I should I bet on this team or whatever no that <laughs> I'm right a lot but I I'm <laughs> not gonna you know bet the house on it okay so um you don't just offer readings. You actually have a master class called read like an intuitive card reader. And it's specifically for people to learn our to read Oracle cards for others. What types of things do you teach in that master class? And isn't that. Okay. Yeah. So what types of things do you teach in that master class? Oh my gosh. So much. I feel like I literally, for those of you who are new and are interested in learning, I take you from 
<laughs> sorry, so I, I was watching this video last night. I learned where the phrase soup to nuts come from comes from. Like it's a soup to nuts, you know, like the whole like, oh, from soup to nuts type of thing. I've never heard that term before. Oh, it's basically like basically like everything, like it's mm. includes all type of thing. Um, okay. Anyways, so <laughs> this course will literally take you from what from the beginning to the end. Um I talk about like I cover the intention, how to uh, I give you examples of what I did um, when I recorded the video to like really set and ground myself for a reading. So when it comes to intention, uh, you know, I cover the protection aspect of it. I give you so much and you can create like your own, like what feels good when you sit, go in to sit, sit down for a reading. Um, I also talk about shuffling and different ways that people can shuffle, how to know when to stop shuffling because everyone like there's so many ways everyone has like a different cue or the you know a different energy that they might feel to signal like okay you know stop here um so I go into all of that and I also dive into using card spreads why you might want to do that what that could look like or when you maybe not I dive into also imagery like i give you examples of how to dive into the imagery of a card and I, what i what i did also that i'm i really love is i use the same like three cards for three different questions and show you how you can get answers for such different type of topics so you that way you can see like hey yeah it you can get answers to the questions that people are asking with the cards that you have. Um, so you'll get examples of that and and help you really see and understand how that can happen and how you can weave an answer that actually makes sense. So you're not just saying like, oh, I see this card, so it, this is it. Or then it's like really bringing it all in together so that the person you're reading for feels like you are answering the questions that they have. And yeah, so I, I go through a lot. It's actually, gosh, I'm trying to think how long it is. If I remember correctly, I think it's almost like two hours. So there's like a lot of information. And I think like halfway through my throat was getting dry. I'm like, oh, I'm talking a lot. Um, but yeah, so if you guys are interested in reading Oracle cards, what was that? I think a fly is my spirit animal now. Now I'm, I'm totally joking. So we know I get flies in the house because I told you, are you guys, a lot of you guys know I live on a farm. Mm -hmm. Well, when the bird flu came about, a bunch of birds were, were killed and because they didn't want to spread the flu and they were buried in shallow graves. And it's probably like, I don't know, five miles north of us, but it makes it so everyone around here gets an excess of flies. So interesting. <laughs> Thing. My, I have no idea. My cat likes it. He tries to catch the flies. He'll jump like four foot in the air just to catch them. But oh, no, they. if I don't have the fly swatters, I don't know why a fly is scared of fly swatters, but it's funny to me. But okay, so the question I have okay. is with you, I totally got sidetracked, sorry. But, <laughs> so the question I have for you is, it sounds like their your course could actually be for people not just that want to read for others but really want to learn how to connect with their oracle cards intuitively yes for okay. sure yes yeah. yes yes it's going to help you connect with them in a way where you can you're able to connect with them on a personal level and work learn how to work with them but also it's i don't want you guys to just feel like all you have to do is give cookie cutter readings when you are using Oracle cards, because a lot of times it's so, it's so easy, you know, to take a, a card and say, okay, well, this is what it says. So this must be the only thing. And so for every answer, every question that you get, you're just like peacemaker, peacemaker or whatever it may be. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I really want you guys to learn how to connect with them in a more intuitive like level where you aren't just reading the same thing over and over again, but it really is what the person 
uh, you're really answering the person's question in a in an intuitive way. So yeah, I think that's good because I and I think I've talked to you that you and I have talked about this before. But once you read so often, it gets to the point where you read the spread as a spread instead of each card for them for itself, mm-hmm. which is really cool to go from that transition because. I didn't even notice I was doing that until I was like, okay, this is this is connected to this in this way. And I thought it was really interesting to go from that. And Oracle, if you've never used um, tarot or Oracle cards before, some people say or- tarot is easier for them. I believe Oracle just in general is easier for people. Yes, I love that deck. <laughs> Favorite deck. <laughs> I think Oracle in general is easier for people just because um they a lot of them will have the like the word on the card saying what it is and a short description of it which just makes it easier to learn and with carla what carla does is uh, going to help you actually connect it all together which is really cool yeah so you'll have you know like the little keywords and phrases um i also agree personally i found oracle way easier i had a tarot tech for like 10 years and i just avoided it i think i had so much like apprehension and there's so many more like rules with tarot or uh, you know all of that kind of stuff and I just felt like with tarot I had to memorize things to be an accurate reader and once I connected with like this was actually I think the first one I bought after like 10 years and so Sarah and I both love the angels and ancestors deck it's really good um But yeah, once I really started to work with it, I just was able to tune in to connect with my intuition so much faster. And um, and then naturally, then I just went, and then like literally shortly after that, I just felt like I wanted to connect with tarot and it was, I'm glad I waited, but I, um, yeah, even with tarot, I know there's some people who are very like rigid, like, you know, you have to study it this way. And yeah. this is always what this means. and. I personally don't believe in that and I don't like that, but I'm also someone who doesn't like strict rituals. You know how there are some people out there who are all about really strict rituals in their like spiritual or their witch practices or whatever it may be. And that like turns me off. And so I just, I'm always like, well, connect with what's coming through for you and don't feel like you have to do it. like the upside down tarot cards i think that's interesting because i don't do it that way i look at it for what it is because as when you have such a strong um psychic or clear connection i think it's you don't need that quite as much you don't need you you'll sense whether it's good or bad when you look at the symbols and i think it's funny that because i did the same thing when i learned tarot or when i started learning tarot and i don't even know everything about tarot because i don't sit there and look at the book I look at the images and I try to determine what I feel about it because the images are very telling. Um, you know, like the the devil card with the, um, or is it called? No, it's called the devil card, isn't it? The one with the devil in the middle and the um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So looking at that card, you can visually see that there's some sort of strain. You know, that there's issues. You don't even have to see that it's the devil card. You could um, just interpret it for what it actually shows on the card, which I think is interesting, which is probably what you go really in depth with, which is cool. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because um, one of the things that I noticed actually right away, even when I started using Oracle cards, I would see, I remember I would pull cards and the person would ask me something and it's almost like I would look at the card, but really, it was still more of my clear cognizance coming through because I'd look at a card and it didn't really resonate always with what was coming through, but somehow it did tie in a way, which is interesting. Yeah. And so I would then tell her, okay, I'm seeing this. And so what I'm getting is like, you know, this is what you're going through or overcoming. And so, which would make sense to to the people when I read that way. So... I think Oracle cards are really great to also use that like as a base. And I think they, they open you up to more. I really believe that they open open up your abilities to yes. uh, continue working with your strongest, whichever your strongest Claire is. So if I'm, so I, I have the kids and I, they're both in baseball, softball. They're basically in every sport possible um, with the school. And I'm glad they make a lot of friends that way. But sometimes I'm like in such a hurry doing things that, 
I find when I was sitting down to do readings, um, if I was having trouble connecting because my brain was working so quickly, it, like a squirrel, basically, um, I would get the cards out and I would start myself off. So it's almost like they're a mm -hmm. trick. Yep. And then I wouldn't need to use, but like three of them. And then I'd be mm -hmm. on my way and I'd be go giving the reading without those after I kind of went a little bit. Um, so I think that's interesting that you say that because it, I think I would, I would definitely call it a trigger for yes. me. If people have problems connecting with their spirit guides or they're trying to get a message that they're not uh, getting or that they're not actually receiving like the buzzing in your ears or um, ringing or hearing your name, those types of things. Or I know somebody uh, that I was talking to earlier, she said that a uh, dead crow fell at her feet. And I was like, I've never had that happen, but I don't know what to think about that. How did you feel about it? Cause really the message is for you. And so you really have to think, and she was like, I didn't feel afraid. Well, that's good. So it probably wasn't something to be fearful about. So I, I really feel like if you're having trouble connecting that getting an Oracle deck and connecting that way and having it, helping it trigger it and learning the mm -hmm. symbol, really, really a good um, way to connect and actually get that going for yourself. And you know, like, I think you and I experienced the same thing that we'd start off with those um, uh, for a really long time. And now like, I don't even use them. So mm -hmm. I kind of hurry like that. That's the only time I ever get them out. And it's always one deck. I have like almost 30 decks and I don't Dude, use that. Same. I know <laughs> I, I literally I have, well, well, to touch on the other point. Yeah. I, there's readings where I just, I, I will literally just sit down and connect. Um, I don't even use decks anymore when I'm doing like one-on-ones. Yeah. Which is kind of cool now that I really pause and think about that. But when I'm doing email readings, for the majority of it, I won't use cards. But then there's like a section or two where I like to use a card or I feel like, yeah, you know what? Let's pull out the deck and see what comes through. So that's another thing. Like I don't, cards should not become a crutch. Yeah. Use them to enhance a reading, but don't depend on them. Don't think that you need them for a recession. I think a lot of people, when they first start, like especially with tarot, I think they get so overwhelmed by it that they don't want to pursue it. And yeah. they kind of miss out on some of the good things that it provides, like some of the messages. So that the other reason I use cards is for messages for myself. Because mm -hmm. I, I always think, like I know a lot of things, but what do I need to know that I don't want to hear, right? Like some of those things are messages that you'll get <laughs> and you don't always like it, but you have to listen. Um, so now the other thing is, is when we, as we talked about spirit guides, you actually, um, cause I was like stalking you on Etsy, right? Mm -hmm. so, uh, you have, you actually have, you offer a free masterclass. It's connecting with your spirit guides beyond meditation, which I love because a lot of people have trouble connecting with their spirit guides. Um, and there are a lot of people, so there are a lot of people that can, uh, have trouble connecting. What small piece of advice would you give to them? Yeah. So I have a lot of advice. I'm actually. So you're going to have to watch the course to get all of this, but. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a, another thing. Um, but uh, so let me see. Some of my um, initial advice would be. First of all, to remember that you are connected, because I keep thinking back to the reading that I read recent, read, did recently and how she felt she had lost connection, but really it was literally there still the whole time. Like her grandma was communicating, like she was coming through as her guide and like in so many ways was being very loud and clear. And so trusting, I think that's a big thing, trust that they are there and don't think that oh, everyone else has them, but not me. Or another thing that I really want people to understand is that your guides want to connect with you. Oftentimes, I think people think that we're the only ones, we're the ones trying to struggle and connect with them, but they love us and they want to build that connection. And so remembering that is going to make it easier. And like, you don't have to feel like you're have to stretch yourself thin to try to reach for something it literally they, they want to connect and so with that being said one of my other tips is 
Well, two more. But the other one is um, literally start talking to them. One of the things that I first did, spirit guides, connecting with my spirit guides was actually like the first thing when I started my spiritual journey and wanting to develop my abilities and everything. I've always felt a strong pull towards my spirit guides. So I would literally just start talking with them as I was walking down on the sidewalk. So if anyone ever saw me walking, you know, driving by or walking by and they'd see me like mumbling I was talking to my guy. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I love that. I love letting them know what's going on. There's times when I'm in the kitchen cleaning, cooking, and I talk to them about even like the randomest things, but I keep that communication open. I let them know. I'll thank them. I'm, all sorts of communicate. There's so many ways to communicate, whether it's verbally, whether it's you just saying good morning, whether you're venting about your day, whether you're asking like, please be there for me or whatever it may be writing letters to them i recently um i was reflecting back on journals that i have and that's another thing for both psychic abilities and spirit guide connection if you keep a journal of your experiences and your letters or communication with your guides that's a really beautiful way and i also love having like a historical little like you know <laughs> um to be able to look back at look back and reflect yeah um bright letters if you don't feel comfortable talking just even start with like dear spirit guide and let it flow see what comes out but the communication is not just I, I don't believe I know there's people who are like oh just set the intention and like you know they'll be there like yeah you can set the intention all you want but if you're not actually trying to communicate and keep that line open then it's going to be harder for you and I really believe that me talking just that's how I started made it so that it was easier when I could feel you know their energy feel tingles around my body or sometimes I'll just be sitting at my desk or wherever I am and suddenly I just feel I can sense their energy like the energy of one of my guides like near me or when I get like um it also I, I was working on something and I I was writing down like how happy I was to like or like I was recapping what I was doing, something like that. Yeah. And then suddenly I just got this overwhelming sense of like pride, but it was like my clear cognizance and like this is feeling in my body and I could just tell it was for my guides and it's really beautiful. And so uh, you'll be able to get to those levels of sensitivities, but it really just starts with just, just freaking start talking to them, <laughs> start talking, like don't stop. Yeah, I agree. I think that's really good advice. So you're going to provide the links in the group, yes, right? And then can you send me the links so that way we can put it on. Uh, so it'll be in the description. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, it's going to be in the description. And uh, and so you'll be able to connect with Carla if you want to uh, mm -hmm. check out the things that she does. I'm I'm excited for. I think the terror or the Oracle car or the Oracle deck course that you've had. Uh, I think that's really cool because you you actually have went through that entire experience, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for being on again. I'm so excited. I It's always a lot of fun. And we always, we always, we can't even have a time limit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, we could keep going yeah, forever. Yeah. There's so many things. Yeah, I agree. So thank you for being on. Thank you guys for watching. Um, if you have questions and you're not watching this live, still pop those questions down in the comment box. And I, I hope you guys all have a wonderful day. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Bye, guys.